But what's really awesome is that this book was really a base on the basis of cold emails. Like almost all of our interviews stemmed from cold emails. And I think we got really good at writing those emails over time. Hey friend, it's David Nabinsky here in Brooklyn. Here at Portfolio Career Podcast, we help you take ownership of your portfolio career and design the life that you want to live. Uh, Today's conversation is with two guests uh, who recently co-authored a book. The book is called Behind Her Vision, um, and it's co-authored by Ashika Kalra, who is also the chief of staff at First Round Capital, and Jade Chen, who is also the innovation hub leader for IBM. Uh, While both working, they recently published this book uh, called Behind Her Vision, that was published in December of 2021. Um, the book profiles 25 women in New York City, mostly at a time, in a moment in time, sharing a personal story of courage or perseverance. Uh, it's a really beautiful book with stunning photos, and we dive deep into how they wrote the book from a production perspective, uh, from a collaboration perspective, and so much more. So if you're interested in writing a book uh, or you're interested in building an incredible project uh, while working very busy jobs, uh, this episode is for you. You can learn more about the book at BehindHerVision.com. As always, this episode with timestamp notes is available on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. There you can subscribe to my newsletter called One Email Away which has the best insights from the podcast and friend-sourced job opportunities. Uh, So excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Here we go with Jade and Ashika. Ashika and Jade, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Before we were like starting to record, it was like, so talk to me about what was it like when the book was finally out there and then we started answering the question and I was like, actually, no, 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 we should, we should save that for the recording. So uh, maybe that might just be a good place to start as recently published book, which we'll talk about in in detail. But I think that feeling of, you know, your work being out there into the world can be a really special feeling. And I would love to hear it since it's been so recent. Ashka, would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. So the book came out on December 1st, officially, and it was really like a surreal experience, I think, to see it come to life. I mean, we had obviously held the book some weeks prior But I think December 1st was a turning point for both of us. And we actually had this experience where we went to the Barnes and Noble in Union Square to like see our book in person and take some photos together. And while we were in the process of doing that, we actually saw a complete stranger, someone we didn't ask to buy the book that we didn't know personally, pick up the book and flip through it. And it was just like one of those moments where it's like, there were so many books on the shelf, but she picked behind her vision. And I think that moment was just like, I don't know, made it all feel worth it. Like, and it's been resonating, I think, with our friends and family and people who've reached out to us. And yeah, it's just been a great experience to see that come to life. Yeah, I think I would have to echo that. I think it was really cool because, um, you know, in my day job, one of the things that we do is uh, blind consumer studies. So we often talk about actually paying for consumers to, and, you know, somebody actually watching how real consumers react to your product, because, you know, as soon as people know that they're being watched, they respond differently. And up until that point, most of the people we were getting feedback from were our friends and family. And so seeing somebody, you know, in that kind of real authentic setting respond to it was really something special. And I think one thing for me when I, about this project coming to life was it slightly changed how I felt about myself in some ways. And much of this journey, right, is about transforming, you know, our relationships with ourselves. And 
I felt really proud aside from the book, just being able to have the confidence like, hey, I can have an idea and I can see it to fruition. And that's really important, right? Because in the future, if you want to do anything, whether it's the book or whatever else, you have to have that belief in yourself to start. Yeah. And so, you know, clearly the last two years have not been the easiest of times. Um, so both of yours kind of persistence, uh, perseverance, courage, and strength, I think really kind of shines through. I was curious as to why, you know, your, your two chapters were not included. You know, you profiled a lot of other uh, New York City powerhouses and visionaries on their personal stories of courage, hardship, strength, adversity. Was curious as to why those two chapters were left out. For me personally, I still hadn't felt like my story had come full circle yet, whereas for a lot of the women we were interviewing, uh, they had, right? So they had really seen through a struggle and come out the other side to be able to share a very, really great moment. And I think, you know, probably Ashka and I could have written, you know, our own chapters, but we were still very excited to make writing this book a part of that journey. I agree. I think that we were just really fascinated and a big genesis behind this book was just like the question of what really leads to a fulfilled life. And I think we felt like we found so many incredible answers from the women that we met that we were like, I think personally just digesting all of that. And I feel like I still am. So so the book is really a celebration of the women that we met. And I think that's what we're most proud of, but we maybe should revisit that at some point. And that's so true because I feel like I don't know, but I'm sure Ashika feels the same and I'll have her share, but there are so many uh, times over the past two years we were doing this project, whether we were working on this project or just some other aspects of our lives where the words of these women, like their wisdom would actually echo in my head as I am trying to overcome a a specific challenge. So definitely we're we're still in progress ourselves. Sure. Addendum or or V2 or the next version. Looking forward to it. I won't hold you too accountable to it, but who knows? Um, Ashka, Jay talked about this kind of idea of like how the book kind of changed her and uh, how she kind of viewed some things. Did you, how, how did, did something like that uh, happen for you too? Or did a new shift about, yeah, how how things, uh, how you feel about your ability to launch an idea, write a book, um, you know, pull together dozens of interviews to make something? Has that shifted Um, anything else for you? Yeah, absolutely. I think I totally agree with Jade. Just the fact that we were able to finish this project, especially in a very difficult time with the pandemic. And one thing that I actually want to note that a lot of people probably don't know is that this project was actually published independently. Um, So we did not go via traditional publishing house. And so personally, I kind of viewed it as like a a challenge in a sense of like bringing a product to market. I work, um, you know, a lot with startups. So I feel like I naturally think in that direction. And so while writing the book was a challenge in itself, I think we also learned so much about bringing a book to the masses, bringing it to a shelf in a store, what it's like to pick paperweights and font sizes. And I think for us, like the creative journey of like actually creating a beautiful product that's a keepsake literary book I think it, for me, it extended even beyond the interviews that we had. So I think for me, in so many ways, it was transformative. And I'm really excited to see like what we both could do together next. I think we've talked about so many ideas, perhaps extending it to multiple cities or doing all kinds of things. And I think the other thing is like for our friendship, it really sort of elevated us together. And 
that's been amazing. Yeah. What, what was it like when you were, um, I think I saw something on social that said like you, you both were kind of exchanging notes to each other of, uh, and messages of, you know, inspirational quotes and things like that to kind of dream bigger. Talk to us about that moment where it went from those kind of notes and, and quotes to, you know what, maybe we should turn, you know, maybe we should make a book, take us to that moment or two. Yeah, for sure. So Jade and I were like the two friends that would be up at like 1.30 a.m. DMing each other a quote and being like, oh my God, this is our life right now. And like I said earlier, I'm a creature of my environment. I'm always looking at role models, people who inspire me and like thinking about qualities that they have that I might want to emulate. And I think those were the genesis again of a lot of our conversations together. Like, how does this person really do this? How do they optimize their time? How are they living their life and their purpose? And I feel like that was sort of a defining question that really like, I think helped us get through a lot of our (laughs) twenties, especially in the early stages of our friendship. And I think along the way, Jade can talk more about this. She picked up photography I've always really enjoyed, like, again, bringing together amazing people. And we were like, hey, we really should like do something with these skills together. And that sort of along the way led us to being like, let's create a book. And I don't think we had any idea how challenging that process would be until we got very deep into it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, the photos are beautiful. And so, so, so Jade, some of your, your, some of your photography work was, is included into the book, right? Yeah. Most of the photos. Yep. So towards the end, we had a few photo shoots that I couldn't be there physically for because um, I moved from New York City to the Bay Area. So it became a little bit more challenging to facilitate some of those last ones. So we had to get um, some help from other photographers, but most of the photos in there are mine. Wow. I don't know what the, uh, the startup term there is for, you know, leveraging all your skills and, and to then uh, to put them into the product before you, you know, but, but that's interesting. Not many, usually I think authors, you know, hire illustrators, et cetera. So uh, major kudos to you, you two for, you know, thinking about ways to incorporate all your, your skills and create this. It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful book. Thank you. Yeah. I think, I think you really hit the nail on the head there because the, the part of the journey that really stands out to me was the hustle behind it. Right. It was, literally throwing everything you've got, literally throwing all of the resources, which for us is not a lot, like into it. And one thing that Ashka and I always say behind closed doors is, dude, I can't believe like we made this happen with what we had, you know? So, um, and the best part of the journey while going through the journey, it was very frustrating to do every single detail yourself. But looking back, I think that was the most beautiful part because that's the part that really challenges you. And that's the part that really makes you grow. Love that. Love that. Did y'all have um, like a, a template or, um, or how are you thinking about kind of approaching the visionaries, the leaders that were profiled and saying, how can I get this X type of story um, and have it be so consistent. I think that that was where they kind of stood out to me is how how the consistency throughout uh, with so many different people that have so many different stories and et cetera. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. So I think firstly, we actually took a lot of inspiration initially from Brandon Stanton's Humans of New York. Like I think you may see like the vibe is a little bit similar, although we go a lot deeper per person just because of the 
the type of content we wanted to share. So I think the juxtaposition of photography and like the text, that's a little bit inspired from that type of content. But what's really awesome is that this book was really based on the basis of cold emails. Like almost all of our interviews stemmed from cold emails. And I think we got really good at writing those emails over time. And I think what really resonated with the women every time we reached out, like, I don't think we've had, like, we've had very few people say no to us in terms of wanting to work on the project. And I think it's just because we had genuine curiosity. Like we really wanted to keep it real with the women. And I think hopefully the sincerity comes through in that book as well. But yeah, it really was cold emails. We would follow up ruthlessly (laughs) until we heard back. And that's, I think, what really got this project going. It was like, we met one person and we're like, all right, now we're going to shoot and reach out to this person. And, you know, fortunately, some of the women connected us to other folks in the project, but a lot of it was cold outreach. And another thing that we did too is, and I would say this was the part of the challenge for the writing, is you can imagine, right, when you ask somebody about their life experiences, it is all over the place. You know, if you ask them about their life lessons, I mean, what year do you want to start with? And so we had so much content from each woman, and it was really up to us to pull out like one cohesive story for that person. You know, I will say that for every woman in this book, there's, they have so much more to share than what we have in the book. Uh, But one of the things we did do is we consistently stopped and looked at, okay, are our stories diverse enough, you know, for our own lives, you know, what were a lot of the themes that we struggled with? And these are the ones that other people want to hear. Are we covering all of them? Are there spots that we should be covering? So you can see a lot for the women, um, the consistency theme you see is one challenge, right? That ties back to an experience that they have, but yet the experiences are all very diverse. So some is about motherhood, you know, another one might be about being an immigrant and so on. Heartbreak, starting a company and firing everyone. I mean, we really tried to cover as many scenarios as possible as you can in 25 folks. And I think the other point to that is we take a lot of pride you know, in having diversity in this book, not just in terms of ethnicity, but also career path and age, I think, um, and, and of course, socioeconomic background. And that was a really fascinating kind of series of case studies for us that like, there are challenges across the board. And of course, it's all relative. But I think that was also really great learning is that like, even folks who are well resourced, they also have their struggles. And that's been an interesting takeaway as well. Yeah, totally. Hmm. I am just marveling at the fact that the book was, was, came about from a series of cold emails. That's incredible. And, and so then you would email someone and say, Hey, we're writing this book where we want to profile you. And then they would, res- and you would say like, respond back by X type of date or something like that with, you know, your life lessons. And then, and then they would reply back with the text and then you'd say, cool, now we want to photo shoot you in the next week type of thing. So we actually did all of our interviews live. And I think that was super important because I feel like the energy you experience when you're talking to someone in real time, you just can't 
replicate that over text and email. And that's actually a distinction that I would say that we saw in a lot of the books in this category. Um, a lot of the books follow a typical Q&A format, and we were really committed to illustrating a story. We wanted you to feel like each profile that you read in this book, you step into the world of this person, not just through the photography, but also through the text that you read. Um, and I think that was only possible if we actually met them and had a real honest conversation. And we spent hours talking to some of these people. Many of them conversations ended in tears. I mean, it was life-changing for both of us, I think. And I will probably add that, uh, you know, you were asking about the deals. Like, I think you're so like uh, shocked by how do we get these people to respond? And I probably from my perspective, and I'm sure the women themselves might have a different one, is that we always start out our mission by saying, this is slightly different from other interviews you might've done in the past, because we are really, really focused on the vulnerable part of your story. So, you know, we want to talk a little bit more about your failures, you know, about your obstacles. And I think that probably caught their eye because oftentimes, you know, these women are very accomplished. And when people want to talk to them, they want to talk to them about their accomplishments. So, now, all of a sudden, we're kind of like, yeah, you know, we're, we know you're accomplished, but this is what we really want to know. And then um, what was really funny is around this time, we went to this fireside chat with Tiffany Pham, who's actually in our book. And she gave this whole talk about how she was doing cold emails. And one thing that really stuck out to us was she's like, you know, don't just say, will you talk to me or will you respond to me, you know, and just leave it open ended, say, you know, can we get on the phone on this date at this time? And we were like, oh, that's really cool. And so we actually employed that in our emails. And that also, also really got us a lot more uh, responses. And that was really cool. Being explicit. It's all about that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'll have to think about that for my, for my podcast invitations. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is great. Um, I'm learning. The listeners are learning. Uh, this is amazing. And then um, obviously, as we both, you mentioned, JD moved to San Francisco. What 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 else was the process like while working? You know, very busy, successful jobs that you both have. Any and did you learn anything about uh, certain routines, habits? I hate to say the term hacks, but just different ways that you found useful, and then or maybe and then maybe things that weren't useful as you were kind of marching down this path of you know interviewing people and and trying to to publish a book. Yeah, so I would say my top three learnings um, from this journey so far, one is having a partner is so helpful because of the accountability aspect. And that was huge for us. You know, um, when, when I say I'm going to do something, well, someone else is going to be waiting to see that. And that's Ashika. So that really helped accountability. Um, the second part was momentum. Um, you know, a lot of times for me, at least it's just so hard to just get started, but once you start and things are coming into motion, you're getting feedback, you're starting to see results. That stuff is addictive. Um, the third part for me, um, is divide and conquer. And for me personally, that's really important. I found Ashka and I were most effective when we owned different things and we come back together and be like, Hey, you know, I'm doing this. I want to get your thoughts on it. But at the end of the day, we were both owning and accountable for different things. Um, made us a lot more efficient. I think. Totally agree with all of that. And I think one other point on accountability, we promised to these women, these amazing women that we were going to create a book. And I think that promise like hung over our heads. So we were like, we have 
to do this. We were like relentless and it was very hard, especially with the pandemic. I mean, everyone's lives were like upside down. We, I moved back home to Chicago. We had other interviews that were trying to be scheduled that couldn't be scheduled. I mean, it was like, we weren't sure if we were going to finish it, but like this promise that we made really kept the project going and we just knew we had to deliver and, and see it through. Yeah. I remember when I, when I started the podcast, like, well, my first interview was with my roommate. Um, and so we chatted and I, I don't, I forget how long it's maybe like two or three weeks after I was still kind of figuring some things out to like how to like upload and how to finally uh, finish some of the editing and things like that. Um, but I remember just like after we chatted and then like until the episode was like published, it was just, I just felt weird. I'm sure I was super awkward around the apartment. Like, yeah, I'm still working on it or like, just give me a little bit more time and stuff. But I think having those types of goals um, and, and pressure too, like how can you kind of raise the stakes on whatever you're trying to accomplish to be like, Hey, it's not even about me. It's more about my word and my, my commitment to other people. Um, so that's a real powerful lesson that you, that you two shared there. I love how you said you felt a little weird. I, I think like, the number of times we would tell our parents, we'll be like, yeah, we're working on book stuff. And I just feel like they were like, what book stuff? <laughs> so, it was just like such a long journey that I feel like people didn't feel it was real until we actually made it to the store. Set. And it's so funny that she says that because, you know, we both speak other languages like we speak our native languages with our parents and when we when Ashka and I come back together you know and we don't even do this on purpose it's like even in our native language we describe it as book stuff to our parents <laughs> yeah or like we wouldn't understand we don't go into the details but um but like you're saying like your word right and and that kind of goes back to what I was saying in the beginning it's you know it's, I think it's amazing how many times and how many people don't actually believe in their word for themselves. And that's why I think it's really important for us to be able to see this book come to life because we fulfilled a promise, yes, to other people, but for ourselves too. So. Wow. Any other advice towards authors or aspiring authors, uh, especially independent um, self, self-published authors, any uh, advice or lessons learned or don't do's kind of thing? Yeah, I think that we were really lucky. We met some amazing partners to help us make the project happen. Yes, we did a lot of the sourcing and the writing and obviously the photography, but we worked with an incredible editor to make sure that our product was high quality. And she used to work at one of the big four publishers. And then we worked with an amazing designer who really helped bring everything together. Of course, it was all like a group effort but I think we couldn't have done this project without their support. And for us, it took us time to find those magic folks who were willing to like ride out the journey with us through our ebbs and flows. And um, I think once we, there's just like this magical moment where like the four folks that we had together, including us, it just made sense. And it took a little bit to find them, but I'm so glad we did. (laughs) Yeah. And I'd also say one thing Um, you know, we would probably do differently if we were to do it again, is the timing of how we lined up the tasks. So for example, we didn't know anything about this, uh, about publishing or writing a book when we started. And so the way that we approached it is might be what other people think you write a book, and then you figure out how to get it in stores. But in actually, like, what you should be doing is figure out how to get it in stores, and then write your book. 
you know, so we scrambled quite a bit towards the end in terms of getting all the distribution and, you know, promotions. And I think, you know, if we were to do it again, we'll probably have started those things earlier and given ourselves more time there. But um, yeah, so if I were to give advice to authors, that's probably what I would say. Oh my gosh. I have one other comment that we just have to add. We learned about the supply chain crisis firsthand <laughs> through this project. I mean, it was insane. Like finding a book manufacturer to take on our project was like, it felt like an impossible journey. People were booked until like 2023. Like it was like literally insane. Um, and I think a lot of the big book manufacturers, while we did independently publish it, we didn't do like a print on demand. We actually went to like a real book manufacturer. They're also really picky. Like they want to work with people that are going to create a good product that are going to represent their company well. And so we had a lot of selling to do way before the book was even actually on the market. So that was a really interesting exercise for us about the industry in general. Jade, were you about to say? No, I was just going to say, if I were to probably summarize all those things, it would be step one, like write one or two chapters, then figure out who's going to print it and then figure out who's going to distribute it and then finish the rest of your book. (laughs) (laughs) I dig it. I dig it. Well, sounds good. Uh, So we talked a lot about kind of making promises cold emailing your way to, uh, to writing a book or or getting interviews, Um, you know, kind of figuring out your partners and kind of the divide and conquer and things like that. Um, There's a lot of great stories in the book, obviously. Um, Is there anything else that you think we missed? Or is there other stories from the the interviews that just, you know, if there's another chapter that didn't make the cut that you want to talk about or anything else that, that jumps out that you want to share here? I think what Jade mentioned earlier is that like we really tried to focus each profile on a moment in time. Of course, we zoom out ultimately in each profile, but, you know, the biggest takeaway for us and hopefully for the readers is that, and this is cliche, but it it needs to be said, success is not, you know, it's a journey. It really is a journey and it has many different stopping points and many different stepping stones. And we hope that that's really what the readers take away is that like, you're always a work in progress. And that's what's really exciting. You know, you could reach the pinnacle of success, but there's always something that you might be struggling with. And sometimes the media and the press might not be able to capture that. But the reality is like behind the highlight reel, there's so much more that's happening inside. And I think the beauty of this book was exploring a little bit of that. Yeah, I would have to 100% agree. I think one of my favorite quotes, and Ashika knows I used to have this quote on my wall. It was a Winston Churchill quote. He said, um, like, success isn't final, failure isn't fatal. It's the will to continue that counts. And I think that's something you see really as the journey that these women share. A lot of the women told us um, that once they got their books and they read the story, it made them cry right? Because they've seen how much, how far along they've come since that time. You know, it's never about how you are compared to other people. It's you compared to how your own growth, right? How much have you grown? And so I think that's what we really want the readers to take away. It's that, um, look, you could be going through something now, but look at these women, right? They've all come through. You will, you're going to come through from whatever you're going through now. And you might be on top of the world, but you know what? there's going to be something else that comes along. And that's what you really have to embrace is the journey. I love it. Mm. 
Yeah. The snapshot in time, uh, work in progress. Well, cool. Uh, this was a special conversation. Uh, I know we could talk a lot more, but uh, the book's available on Amazon and your website as well, behindhervision.com. Is there other places that you'd like to point people to, to follow up, to learn more, stay in touch? I think you covered it. I think the other thing to note is you could find this also on bookshop.org, which supports a bunch of independent booksellers. And I believe you could still find this in stores across the city in New York. So let us know if you, you see us. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Hey friend, thank you for tuning in to this special episode of Portfolio Career Podcast. Would love to hear what you learned and what you enjoyed. Um, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever is best for you. And as a reminder, I'm just one email away as well. This episode with timestamp notes is available on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. There you can subscribe to my newsletter called One Email Away, which includes the best insights from the podcast and friend sourced opportunities. So excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Thank you so much.